You're listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we attract and create healthy relationships by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun together. Hey guys, I want to jump on real quick and record another episode for you that is a question that was posed in my Attract a Great Guy Facebook community. This is a private community for women who are tired of being treated poorly in relationships. They're tired of giving more than they are getting. They're tired of not mattering, being unimportant, or worse, being disrespected, cheated on, used, or abused. We are a community of women that are healing ourselves from the inside out so that we can attract and create a beautiful, reciprocally loving and respectful relationship. If this is a group that sounds interesting to you, you can go to it by the link that I will put in the show notes, or you can type into your Facebook search bar, attract a great guy. You hit join, you answer the two questions, the questions will be reviewed by me, and then you will be admitted. And we would super love to have you. Communities are a great place for people to join together because there is so much healing happening when you realize you're not alone. Not only that, everybody has gained a little bit of wisdom along their path and sometimes they can shine light in areas that you may not know yet. And the same goes for you back to them. All right, so enough about Attract a Great Guy. This question was about dating do's and don'ts. What are dating do's and don'ts? I'm going to disclaim right off the top that I am not a dating coach. That is not my expert niche. My niche is about personal empowerment. It's about healing yourself from the inside out so that you can organically create a life of your dreams, relationships, and everywhere else. My niche is about helping you step into your most loving and empowered self. So all of these examples are going to be based on empowerment. I'm not going to tell you things like what to wear, to show up on time, to offer to pay at some point in in the dating experience. These are going to be things that are going to set you on the path to empowerment from go stepping into your dating experience. So number one is minimal alcohol. Some of you might be laughing, but this This needs to be mentioned because what happens when we drink too much? In my opinion, nothing good. Honestly, I can tell you that nothing good ever happened in my dating world when I drank too much. A lot of times we throw caution to the wind. We make decisions that we would not normally make when we were sober or maybe just had one drink. We act on impulses rather than our logic or reasoning. And I don't know about you guys, but I've experienced one too many shame and embarrassment hangovers from doing something that I shouldn't have done and waking up the next morning and being, oh my God, I can't believe I did that or I said that or I acted like that. So let's just take alcohol out of the equation completely. If you are someone who drinks very minimally, like maybe one drink, and that's fine with you, and it doesn't alter your perceptions, it doesn't make you throw caution to the wind and swing from chandeliers, then I would venture to say that maybe one drink is okay. However, please abstain, y'all. Come on now. 
this goes without saying. Abstain from high amounts of alcohol. And if you do happen to make that mistake, don't do it the next time. We can always change the game at any point. That is part of empowerment. We get to say what's okay and right for us in any given moment. And that includes even if we did the whoopsie sleep with someone on the first date, we can back out of that. That does not mean you are sunk from this point forward. You can clearly say to your person, hey, that was a no-no for me. I had too much alcohol. I wasn't thinking rationally. And I want to back up a little bit and get back into the dating zone with you. That is okay. If your person doesn't like it, sayonara. You don't need to deal with someone who does not honor your choices, okay? So minimal alcohol. Number two, speak your preferences. When we speak our preferences from the beginning, we are setting the tone of the relationship. We are saying my needs and wants matter. Oftentimes, we people pleasers and codependents and attention junkies tend to want to go over the top and please the person that we are dating because we don't want them to leave us, because we want to gain their approval and we think this is the way to do it. It's not the way to do it. That is how we have set ourselves up in the past for people that want to take from us, people that don't want to give to us equally because we have made it all about them. Speak your preferences means to also make it about you. It doesn't mean we go completely lopsided to one side and we make it all about us. This means we volley back and forth, but we make sure that what we want, our preferences, are met as well as the other person's. Now, this could be things like, and not limited to by any means, it could be things like um, you're a clean eater. You don't want to go to restaurants that have manufactured foods. You want to scratch kitchen. It could mean that you don't watch, watch gory movies, period. This could be that you don't like stinky sports bars. Not all sports bars are stinky. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm kind of picturing this sort of dumpy dive bar that I've walked into before. And I'm like, ugh, it just smells like stale alcohol spilled on the ground. And it's loud or whatever. Speak your preferences from the beginning. This could also mean things like, I don't want to stay late on a weeknight out on a date. It could also say that, you know, hey... If it's a first or second date, I got it. I have an hour. Whatever it means for you, it's being willing to speak your preferences and not being ashamed of it. Remember, we're changing the way we're doing things. We are stepping into relationships from a whole new perspective, a whole new self. And that new self honors herself. Number three, no auditioning. What do I mean by that? I don't know about you guys, but in the past, I definitely was over worried about what I looked like, how I acted. Was I getting his approval? Did he like me? Trying to find out more information so I could dress a certain way or act a certain way. Oh my gosh, that is auditioning. No, 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 no. We are not here to audition for a partner. It's the opposite. They need to be auditioning for us. Now, that doesn't mean we want them to change themselves to please us. That's not what I'm saying. 
but we view going into dating from the perspective of, let me see if I like him. Not, I hope he likes me. I hope he likes me. I hope he thinks I'm pretty. I hope he thinks I'm fun. I hope he calls me again. We go in saying, hmm, let me see if I like this guy. What did he do that really resonated with me? What was exciting? How did I read his character? What was my instincts and intuition telling me about this person? You see what I'm saying, you guys? This is not about trying to be something that we're not. This is about going in our complete selves and being who we are. If you think about true auditionings for movies and plays and television spots, these people go in and the director, I think that's who auditions people, they go in knowing what this character looks like, sounds like, acts like, personality is like. That's why so many people come in and they pick the perfect person. And if you guys have watched movies and thought, gosh, this person played this character so well, like Joaquin Phoenix in the most recent The Joker, I mean, I was so transfixed on his character. I couldn't believe what an amazing job he did. He was so well-placed in that position. They knew what they were looking for, and whatever Joaquin delivered to them, they were like, that's him, and holy cow, he blew it out of the park. It's the same thing for relationships. We're not auditioning just hoping that any old guy is going to grab us and, and make us his. We're, we are looking at them and saying, do you fit the vision of what I see in my future? Let that sink into you. Do you fit the vision of what I see in my future? And that's what the dating process is all about. That's why we go on a second date and a third date. And even if we're like, "Mm, he didn't quite do it for me this first date, but maybe I'll try a second date because he didn't seem like a bad guy. Well, people are nervous. There's all kinds of things going on in first dates. Give it at least two or three dates just to get a good feel of, of your potential partner. See what he's all about. Let him see what you're all about. See if you guys are like, you know what? You're so kick-ass, but I see you're just kind of the guy I like to be friends with. I don't have that certain uh, chemistry with you that I know what feels like, but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means that we're not a good fit. Or as each date goes on, you start going, wow, there's something to this. There's something to this. There's something special happening here. Okay? Which leads me to number four. Don't think too far ahead. One date at a time. If we are desperate and needy going into the dating experience, we are going to read into things. We're probably going to have sex too soon because we're going to try to speed up the relationship and we're just going to throw all of our disempowered behaviors right back into the equation. I remember being there, y'all. I was there. I didn't know I was there, but I was there. I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, I just, I just wanted a partner so bad. I wanted someone to hold me. I wanted someone to lay next to. I wanted someone to do stuff with. I was just so desperate for a partner. I thought too far ahead and I was throwing things out there and I was trying to speed up the relationship and all that ever did was end in disaster eventually, whether it was soon or it was further down the road because I was not coming into it with the energy of, of patience, of unfolding, of allowing it to take its natural and organic path. Do you see what I'm saying? I had some control factors going in to relationships. But when 
I slowed down and I just looked at it as dating. I'm just figuring this out. I'm just trying to see what this is all about. We must clean up our desperate and needing behaviors first prior to going into new relationships or it will always show up and it will keep us attracting the same type of men because a desperate and needy energy is equivalent to men that are not going to treat us well. Get that in your mind. Desperate and needy energy is equivalent, is proportional to men that don't treat us well. Users, abusers, jerks, narcissists, and cheaters. So it is a recipe to lose ourselves in relationships. And if you're someone who typically loses yourself in relationships, I highly encourage you to jump over and grab my free audio training called How to Love Him Without Losing You. In that training, you're going to learn the three unconscious reasons we lose our power in relationships. You're also going to learn four simple shifts to regain your value, find your voice, and speak your needs. And the third thing you're going to learn is the magic formula for keeping both parties happy and fulfilled. Oftentimes, we're so worried about filling the other party that we forget about ourselves. And this is how to balance it out to keep both parties happy and fulfilled. You can do that by going to kristenbrown.org forward slash losing self, or you can follow the link that will be in the show notes. Number five, wait for sex. Dear Lord, my sisters, giving away the cookie too soon is always a mistake. This is your most sacred gift that you could ever extend to another human being. Be choosy about who you allow into your kingdom. Be choosy about when is the right time. Oftentimes, we give away the cookie too soon because we are trying to speed up the relationship or we don't want him to leave us and go find someone who is going to put out. If that's the type of guy you're dealing with that's going to leave you because you don't put out, you need to let him go. No matter how handsome he is, how much money he has, how funny he is or how cute those buns are, You need to let him go. We are trying to break a dysfunctional and unhappy relationship pattern. And we do that by letting people come in and out of our lives as needed. It's important for you to remember that your sex, the giving up of your sex, does not determine your worth or your value in a relationship. If you make it through with this guy, there's going to be plenty of years for you to turn him on in the sack and to try new things and show him what an acrobat you are. But that does not need to happen from the go because you are selling your sex as your value. Your value is who you are. It's your loyalty, your gentleness, your kindness, your generosity, your hardworkingness, whatever it might be, that is your value. By giving away sex too soon, you are disrespecting yourself and unconsciously a man knows it. Even if he sticks around, he doesn't feel like he has to work for you. He doesn't feel like he needs to please you 
because you're just willingly handing everything over to him. So not giving away your sex early on in the relationship is teaching him that you are valuable, that you love yourself enough, that you're not just going to be passing out that cookie to any old person that comes along. Also, another reason why we don't want to have sex early in relationships is because it complicates things. It confuses the situation because women often bond through sexual intercourse, but men do not. So even if we have sex early on with a person, we've given away our most sacred gifts, so we're bonded to him. That's what it feels like to us. But the man's not thinking like that. They don't bond through sex. Now, later on in the relationship, men view sex as a means of getting close to their woman and a way to feel loved, believe it or not. But they're not in love with you yet. So sex is just sex. That's a harsh reality. It's just a means of getting off and having a little fun in the beginning. So by passing that out to them, they're not seeing it as anything special, quite frankly. You're the one who needs to protect and respect your sexuality. Number five, don't accept scraps and excuses. Remember, this is all based on empowerment. And just saying that made my shoulders tingle. I was like, that's so juicy. Because what do we do? As disempowered people, as doormats, as people pleasers, we accept the bullshit. Oh, well, this came up for him. Oh, well, I understand because I've had that happen. And, oh, I know he doesn't mean it, but he's really good on the inside. Or, I'm so easygoing. It's okay that you're late every single date that we're on. Ladies, don't accept it. Don't accept it. Have a three-strike rule. The three-strike rule means, let's say he cancels last minute, he cro- he's chronically late or he's distracted on a date, or he's looking around the restaurant and not really paying attention to you, or he's still married. I don't believe in dating married men. I will tell you that straight up. That's for another episode, but there's a whole lot of dynamics involved with that that is very disempowering. Or let's say he forgets his wallet several times. Now, I'm not going to say one time forgetting your wallet because things happen. In fact, one of my really good friends from high school who met and married, who is now his wife, and they're happily, happily married, he forgot his wallet on the first date, and they joke about that. So it can happen. That's not what I'm saying. But if you just start to, if if a man forgot his wallet on the first date, my ears would perk up. That doesn't mean it would be a a strike necessarily, but I'd pay attention to it. My point is, is that if he's doing things repeatedly to you that are just giving you really good indicators that he's just not that into this and he's not really a stellar person or has great character or integrity, then don't accept it. But the first thing to do would be to speak up and say, hey, not cool about this, not cool about that. I remember I was dating my husband Uh, We would meet for coffee. In the beginning, before he started coming over and hanging out with me, we'd meet at Starbucks for coffee, and he was late almost every time. And I had to speak up to him. I said, hey, you know what? I have to move mountains, make sure homework's done, and settle my child, and do this and do that and do this and do that just to make it here on time, and you're just you, and I expect you to be here on time. I didn't say it like that, of course. I wasn't that straightforward. I don't remember what I said in the moment. I probably laughed, probably had a little smile about it and say, hey, if I can get here on time, you can get here on time. 
ha ha ha, you know, but he got the message because I remember his eyes kind of flew open a little bit and he looked at me and he wasn't late after that. (laughs) So you see what I'm saying? If this guy is just doing things over and over again to you, don't accept those scraps. You are setting the tone for your relationship from go, date one. Now this doesn't mean become some big hard ass and he's late and he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so terribly sorry. There's this huge traffic jam and this and that or whatever. I'm I'm not saying being a hard ass. I'm saying just sit back, recognize and notice. But if you're starting to see things that are just like, I'm making this look on my face right now, which my eyes are kind of squinty and my, my upper lip's kind of going up like, ew. If you're starting to see kind of ew things like that's not cool, don't accept it. Don't accept the excuses. Don't accept the crap. If you accept it from go, you're going to continue to teach him that that is okay. If you don't accept those things from go, he has an opportunity to do things differently or not. And if he doesn't, again, bye-bye. We don't care. Next, we're moving on. We're not here to overextend ourselves and to put ourselves in the same position that we were in before when we attracted and created unhealthy relationships. Trust your instinct when it comes to this. If it smells like poop, it is poop. Be willing to move on. And number six, be 100% authentic. Be you, sister. You are a shining star. You are amazing. You came to this earth, to this existence, to this being, this beautiful, brilliant, creative, fascinating, smart, and fantastic self. Be that. I cannot stress this enough. Do not sell a false front to a potential date. Be you. It's okay if he doesn't like you. It's okay if he doesn't jive with you. That is no bearing on who you are as a person. One of the most freest things I ever did in my life was to understand that some people are going to like me and some people aren't and some people are going to be in the middle and not really care either way. I'm not interested in the people that don't or the people in the middle and don't care either way. I'm interested in attracting my true vibe tribe, people that see me, whether it's my romantic partner or my friends. I'm going to be me, silly, goofy, authentic Kristen in all ways, shapes, and forms. And this is something that is vitally important if you want to attract a man that truly loves you for you. We can't sell a false, false front, even if it's we're just acting really easygoing and nice when truly we're a little bit more structured or scheduled or we require respect and we're just like, oh, that's okay. Everything's fine. You see what I'm saying? We're selling a false front. We're going to attract a guy that is not going to be attracted to our authentic self if we're selling a false front. That is a recipe for disaster later down the road. You need to be 100% who you are. And here's the best prize with being authentic is later down the road, you're not going to guess whether he loves you or not. You're not going to say, I'm not even sure if he really loves me because you have not sold a false self. If someone falls in love with our false selves, we're never going to believe they truly love us because they fell in love with our mask. When we are 100% who we are and they fall in love with us, we know and we can sit in that and we can be like, he loves me for me. 
Alrighty, everyone, that is Kristen Brown's take on dating do's and don'ts from an empowered perspective, from a high value woman, a woman who knows her worth, and she is dead set on creating a different relationship, a different and more improved relationship experience than she's ever had before. These are the dating do's and don'ts that you should live by. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed recording it. I highly encourage you to jump over to Attract a Great Guy if you haven't joined us yet. And if you have more questions or just comments, something that sounds exciting to you or resonated with you, I love to hear your feedback, you guys. It tells me that I'm in the right space doing the right thing. And you can message me at hello at kristenbrown.org. Kristen with an E-N, K-R-I-S-T-E-N. Thanks so much for listening and remember, you matter.